Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. What's up, y'all? It's your man, Ernest. So you love Ernest, same guy, different name. Back again with another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast. Yes, we are back. Back in full effect. Before I start the podcast off, though, I do want to make... I guess these are announcements or whatever. I don't know. These aren't going to be dedicated topics, but I do feel like I have something to say about these two things. Let's start with the first word, retarded, okay? Now, um, I understand that the use of the word is not prohibited (laughs) in PC culture. Um, It's insensitive, and it is wrong. It's downright wrong. Um, I understand that I've used the word not to describe people who have uh, a different mental, uh, like they're, I don't know, someone who has a different, basically, mental state or, or you know, I don't know, right? Uh, someone who people think is just not smart or anything else like that. I've used it to describe the idea, the, 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 yes, it, it is rooted in stupidity, I guess, and rooted in dumbness, but more so people who are willfully ignorant, uh, and making, and willfully making stupid decisions or saying stupid things, um, mainly because of some type of hatred they have for, a specific group or groups of individuals, right? Either or, whether I'm talking about a, a homophobe, a, a transphobe, a racist, uh, you know, uh, xenophobe, whoever, right? A sexist pig. Uh, that word is not, I can use better words to demean those people, is what I'm saying. And I'm here to apologize for my use of the word. Now, no one has approached me. No one said anything like, you're wrong, this, that, and the third. I just, you know, I listen to these episodes too. Damn it, somebody's got to listen to it. But nah, I listen to these episodes too. Um, my own episodes as well. Uh, that's what I'm saying when I say too. Um, and I understand the language that I use is sometimes, most of the time actually, purposely done. Um, it, it's not like I'm talking out of my ass or talking out of the side of my neck. Um, you know, I, most of the time, the language I use is purposely done. I don't script down what I have to say, but it's purposely done to give that type of, uh, to convey a harsher tone message, whatever that message is, whatever I stated. But I do understand that I can still convey these messages without putting down a group of individuals even though I don't mean to put down a group of individuals, uh, a group of people that I don't want to hurt. So if you've heard me say the word retarded or any other word for that matter, and it did hurt you, 
and that's that wasn't my intent. I'm not talking if anybody who isn't part of the ridiculous folks that I have purposely tried to uh, demean with my words, and you're not a part of that. I want to sincerely apologize for that, and I will better choose my words and things like that. Uh, it probably doesn't sound like a sincere to you, sincere apology to you because I said things like that. But no, man, it's like I don't write down this stuff. I'm telling y'all. But honestly, um, you know, I I can use better words, and I should be able to use better words um, to all you anti curse words. It doesn't mean I'm going to curse less or not curse at all, I should say. Maybe I will try to curse less. Uh, but, you know, it's a part of my language. It's a part of how I uh, uh, communicate. No, cursing is not a sign of uh, lack of intelligence. Uh, in fact, people who believe that to me are ridiculous and judgmental as F. <laughs> But no, seriously. So I'm not going to use the word retarded anymore um, in regards of describing ignorant folks. That doesn't mean I'm not going to talk about ignorant folks anymore. It simply means that I don't want to put down a group of people. That'd be like if I was using the F word to describe people and I'm like, no, no, I'm not talking about gay people. Well, you know, you may not be talking about gay people. Or people of the LGBT community when you say use the F word. But that word is still a term that is has been and is directed toward members of the LGBT community in harm. It's like if someone were to say nigger and say, well, no, I, when I call somebody a nigger, it's not talking about black people. But it's like if you really wanted to demean somebody else or, you know, talk shit to somebody else, do you have to use the word nigger? Do you have to use the F word? Do you have to use retarded? Do you have to use all this other stuff, right? You can use other words. There are billions of words, billions, multi-billions of words, not only in the English language, but just other languages as well that have the same meaning of the English words that you can use. Um, so I just don't think it's worth all that trouble um, you know, I don't want to offend anybody who is innocent and doesn't deserve to be offended, but I do want to offend those who do deserve to be offended. That, that was announcement number one. My apologies. Announcement number two, rest in peace to Bailey Reeves. Bailey Reeves is a transgendered teenage girl who was murdered out, I believe in Baltimore. If I'm getting it wrong, my apologies again. Um, but again, every time I hear about these situations, I'm going to speak up about it. Um, and it's all fucked up. And I believe she was the 17th black trans woman. Because I got to speak up about it because you know I'm pro-black. And also, uh, this is an epidemic that happens, yes, to all trans women, but black trans women especially. Uh, and it goes unnoticed because they're black women. Uh, and they're trans. So it's like. No one else is going to speak on this shit. I, like I said. I use my voice. And I use my opportunity. I use the little platform. Or platforms that I have. To uh, rely on the messages. That I believe that need to be relied. And stuff like that. 
Uh, so rest in peace to her. Uh, condolences to her family, close loved ones, friends. Hopefully they find whoever killed her. Because it was stated that she was found with several uh, gunshot wounds to the chest and her body. Um, so she was shot and killed. Um, you know, we got to stop this bullshit. Um, and, you know, if I don't speak up about it, if others don't speak up about it, uh, I'm not saying us speaking up about it is going to change something. It's going to, uh, you know, make these, uh, maybe, maybe, maybe it'll get these people who are obviously uh, fucking with these trans women in some way. Uh, it'll get them to rethink their uh, mindsets or these negative mindsets they have about trans women or just... Uh, you know, themselves in general when they are involved in any way, shape, or form with a trans woman. Because uh, I assume, and I'm making assumptions at this point, but I'm assuming that a lot of these damn cases happen with men who are involved with a trans woman and then they're afraid the news is going to come out so then they kill the woman. Um, you know, it's 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 bullshit. Again, if you cannot, you know, be real with yourself and you can't say this is that I'm attracted to trans women or just people in general, because uh, gay men have been killed uh, as a way of being silenced um, from other men as well, because they didn't want the news to come out that they were attracted to men. Right. Um, if you can't be real with yourself, then you you. Don't involve other people because if you do something drastic as murdering them to silence them because you're afraid they're going to come out with some news or whatever. Um, yeah, you know, it's bullshit. It's wrong anyways. Uh, and uh, yes. So once again, rest in peace to Bailey Reeves. And uh, we're going to get into the first topic. Alright, so the first official segment here is going to talk about some observation I've been seeing. Now, maybe you haven't been seeing it. That's why I said it's an observation I've been seeing it. Maybe you have, right? And if you have, I would really appreciate it if you were to call into this station and you detail your observation as well. Um, you're also, if you haven't if you don't share the same uh, observation, obviously, or you think differently than what I am going to say in this segment or any segment for that matter, you can also feel free to call in and let your voice be heard, uh, you know. But what I am going to talk about in this segment is basically pro well, black people being shamed for being pro-black. By other black people. I saw this go down. With that whole Popeye's chicken sandwich fiasco. Uh, the two weeks that it was standing strong. I guess. Right. Uh, you know. I didn't really. It was probably like the last two weeks of August. Um, by the way. I didn't get the chance to eat the chicken sandwich. Because. By the time I decided. Okay. Let me try it. I was going to try it out for my birthday. 
but they made the announcement, I believe like a day or two before my birthday, actually, that they were no longer serving a chicken sandwich, right? Not a big deal for me, but you know, I thought it would be something fun to do to, you know, record myself eating a chicken sandwich and my reaction to it. No, I wasn't going to have some big ass dancing and, and, you know, act a fool and stuff like that <laughs> type of reaction. It was going to be my normal reaction to when I try something, when I try some food and I like it. I'm not like over the top. Mm! Like it's, you know, not if I'm trying to be serious, at least if I'm trying to be, if I'm being serious, then yeah, I, I detail how much I like it. So, uh, example, I got this alkaline water right in front of me. Now, I'm not new to this brand of alkaline water. I've been buying this brand for quite some time now. But, you know, it, I think it's got a smooth, crisp uh, taste to it. Uh, not crisp, but it's a smooth taste to it, right? It's smooth. It's not like you can tell the difference between this water and other water. Well, smooth feel. Taste-wise, it's just like any other water. I don't really think it has much of a taste. <laughs> it's more so that I like drinking it just because. Uh, so that's that. But anyways, this isn't here. This isn't me pleading for a chicken sandwich, you know. But if you have one and you're not trying to sell it to me and it's not moldy and shit like that, um, sure, I'd like to have that chicken sandwich if it's a gift. But black people being shamed for being pro-black, um, I can't really tell you why we are shamed by black folks. Now, I can tell you why others want to shame us for being pro-black, obviously, because we have being pro-black means you have a sense of pride in your you're a black person. You have not only pride in your own black self, but black people in general. And when people have pride about themselves, they're not going to allow themselves to be uh, fucked with, basically. They're also going to unite with one another. And with unity comes beautiful things for communities. So, of course, people who aren't black and don't want to see black people thrive, it's obvious they'd be anti-pro-black. It's obvious they have a problem when they see black people being pro-black. I just want to know why a black person, you ain't gotta be pro, you ain't gotta consider yourself pro-black, I should say. You don't, you ain't gotta be the conscious motherfucker. You ain't gotta be woke you ain't got to be all this. You, you could be a person who happens to be black and live your life day to day. And you're all you're not. Oh, I'm not worried about this black shit. I'm not worried about race and blah, blah, blah. Cool. But to sit on social media. To. Whatever social media platforms you use. And any other platform you may have access to. Social media not. And to try to shame black folks who are pro-black. And try to down us and make it seem like we're wrong <laughs> for loving ourselves and loving our people. 
And in turn, that means loving you, black person who shames pro-black people. To make it seem like we're wrong for doing that. I don't, I'm trying to, I can't understand the mindset behind that. It's ridiculous. It's not the smartest of mindsets to have, people. Black people, I should say. Or anybody, really. It's dumb to hate people. It's it's dumb to hate pro-black people because you're anti, because you're racist and stuff like that. I get it. But black folks, if you claim you love yourself, if you claim you, yeah, you love black people, but then you don't necessarily want to consider yourself a pro-black, that's cool, all fine and dandy, that's that's wonderful. I'm not trying to force anybody to believe the the think the way that I think. When I do these episodes, it's to get my shit off, right? When I do the My Two Cents podcast and I talk about the albums I review, it's to get my shit off about those albums, right? You know, to talk about my likes and dislikes and all that stuff. It is never to try to convince listeners of either this podcast or that other podcast. Uh, to feel the way that I feel about whatever I'm talking about. It is never my intent to try to convince people any, uh, to think the way that I think, right? It is literally just me posing my opinion. And with that, I want to encourage people to oppose their own opinion, whether those opinions mirror mine or not, to the fullest of degree, to the zero of degrees, to some degree, it doesn't matter. I just want to engage that type of conversation. Healthy conversation. Healthy dialogue. Right? I also want to, with this uh, podcast particularly, I want to put out uh, certain messages that I feel as though needs to be put out. Whether I feel as though that no one is talking about it. Hence why. Let's talk about it. Or... I feel as though people, these are discussions that need to continue to be had. Um, that's why I do this, primarily this podcast here. Now, once again, I don't understand why a black person, because I saw this again. These are black people who... And I won't say they, this man's name, but he has his own black. He's an entrepreneur. He has a black startup company. I stopped following him, but he he has this company where the, he develops uh, mobile games. Right? He developed his first. Oh, uh, you not? I don't think it's his first, but uh, just recently he put out a free mobile game. Right? Um, it looked cool and everything. I didn't get the chance to play it. Uh, you know, I told myself I was going to try it. I'm not really a mobile gamer. I, I'm a console guy, PS4. Uh, but I'm a console guy for those who are wondering about my gaming habits or if I played video games. Yes, I do. Love video games. Um, not really a mobile gamer, but I'm not against it either. It's just not something I do. I haven't done it in years, actually. Uh, but he's a black man. He put that out. As a black person, again, you ain't got to be Eric Badu pro-blackness. You ain't got to be common pro-blackness. 
The thing is, if you are especially a black entrepreneur in the field where, again, he's in the field predominantly dominated by non-black men. Let's keep it a buck. Whatever field you're in, and you're a black person, and that field is not dominated by black men or women, the last thing you should be doing is trying to shame black folks into not having pride in ourselves and to shame black folks into not showing that we have pride in ourselves. You're a black entrepreneur. Do you not want black people to stand behind you and support you. And when you do see black people doing that. Guess what? I said. Guess what? I love doing that. But guess what? No, for real. Many of those black folks that's going to support you in your dreams. Are pro-blacks. These are going to be your first investors. These are going to be your first fans. Your first supporters. Hopefully. So why then try to shame us into. Stop showing how much we are proud. And we love our melanin. Our blackness in general. Simply because. I don't know what's going on in your head. Only logical. Well not even logical. The, the only reason. I could think of why somebody black. Would be anti-blackness or anti-pro-black is one, they're a self-hater. So there's two reasons. One, they're a self-hater. And if you're a self-hater and you hate black people and you hate yourself for being black and blah, blah, blah. You hate your guns because they black, right? You hate the back of Whoopi Goldberg's name. Let me stop. No, but you hate everybody because they black, right? You hate everything black. You hate yourself. There's no reason to, you know, you need help. That's all I'm going to say. You need help with that. Uh, but the only other reason other than someone being a self-hater is uh, simply because they have this idea that it's going to make white people uncomfortable. And the more uncomfortable white people are of black people, the harder it is going. it is for them to as a black person to I guess be successful again I'm trying to put myself in this mindset of somebody who is black and hates pro black folks now there's a lot of faux blacks out there I can understand why you would have a disdain or dislike for faux blacks but there's a difference. It's faux blacks and it's pro-blacks. Alright? I've explained that difference before. Faux means fake for those who don't know. So, um, yeah, you can put that together. You could have pro-blacks, faux-blacks. But if you're if you're if you're a black entrepreneur, especially, or black whatever you're doing, right? 
You may not be an entrepreneur. You still want the support of your people. Or you should still want the support of your people. Now, whether you're the whether you yourself is supporting other black folks or not, I mean you should, but whether you yourself are supporting black folks, whatever they're doing or not, that's your business. But to try to shame me, to try to shame anybody else from doing what we like to do, doing what we feel is right for us to do, doing something positive such as showing love to your black ass. I I don't get it. I don't get it at all. So like I said, uh the only two mind the only two mindsets I could think of as to someone black as to why they would not be pro black uh would not support the pro black movement or you know look at it as a you know a, a, I guess a something good I guess is because one they're a self-hater and with that self-hatred comes the hatred of everything black black people black movements all that right and two you're one of those scared black folks who believe that if massa sees us being proud and happy he's gonna make life even harder for us get a grip man up woman up be strong they going to hate us anyway. So you might as well love yourself because they hate your ass anyway. That's all I got to say about that for now. We going to get on to the next segment. All right. So this next segment is something that I'm going to do on a, I guess, somewhat regular basis. Um, one, it's going to be called Men Being Men. And w- the basis of this uh, segment here is for me to highlight men typically being real men, uh, generally being real men, uh, doing what real men do in my eyes and things like that ideas that i feel as though should be highlighted or examples of men actually being real men the type of men that we need in society uh you know highlighting these gentlemen because number one uh as i mentioned uh last not in august but i believe it was july uh men's health is important uh, men's mental health, physical health, or whatever is important. I think that as a man, um, I should be able to highlight this as well. I should be able to, um, you know, not, not just highlight it, but I think it's important. I think it's something that we need to pay attention to. Not to say that everyone else's mental health and mis- uh, mental and physical well-being isn't important. All I'm saying is that we don't talk about this not even just in the black community when it comes to men but just men in general we don't really talk about things like that because it's seen as unmanly like or soft or whatever so i want to combat all of that bs by making this segment and again i want to try to make it a regular thing i'm going to try to find examples 
the thing is, I actually have a bunch of examples. Um, I'm going to name two. I want to gener- typically I'm naming one example per 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 segment. Okay, it's going to be an extra segment of these episodes, but I don't really mind. Um, but generally, I would name one example. But because well, the football season started. Um, and these are two men who are former football players. Um, I thought that it'd be appropriate to start off this segment with uh, just my praise for Rob Gronkowski and Andrew Luck. Um, Two men who have retired from playing football. Two young men who still have uh, a some may argue a lot of a lot of skill left, a lot of in their prime left in playing football and decided, hey, well, you know what? I'm going to give it a raps and do something else because uh, what from what I've heard from both gentlemen is that their mental and physical health is important to them to the point where football was not only physically wearing them down, but tearing them apart, but mentally as well. And you see a lot, all you see this happen all the time with uh, athletes in general, but a lot with football players, um, where the both physical and mental toll it takes on these men. It's 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 something that I do not want to go. I would not want to go through. Hence why I don't play professional football. Um, that's not the only right reason why I don't play professional football, football in general like that. But that's something that I don't want to see anybody, whether I, you know, and I don't really watch football like that, but I've had my favorite teams or I have my favorite teams are like that. Right. Uh, my more so. Yeah, football is a crazy, dangerous sport, but my biggest issue is the NFL to be real job. I'll get into all that. Y'all probably already know, but, you know, Jay-Z will be talked about next segment anyway. Um, but, well, Jay-Z and the NFL. But this segment here, men being men. If you're on the Anchor app, especially, I would love for y'all to <laughs> use that applause feature that they have for this segment uh specifically you could use it for any segment obviously but you know this one i think will be more appropriate it's a feature i'm going to use whenever i listen back to this episode um because um this is these are two men and other men in the past as well andrew luck and rob gargounts and Rob Gronkowski. I'm going to just call him Gronk because that's what, you know, his nickname is. And it's short for his last name that I keep fucking up. Um, You know, Gronk and Andrew Luck aren't the first two men to come out and say, I've retired because football was just doing this to me and I want to be a happier person and I want to live the rest of my life in, in peace, right? Without any physical harm done, any more physical harm done to my body, and also mental harm uh, as well. They're not the first two retired football players or first two retired athletes in general to say that. But, you know, I wasn't making the Let's Talk About It podcast back then or whenever these athletes came out. And two, and once again, it's, it's just something that I feel as though we should highlight more. Um, a lot of this segment is going to deal with men just being true to themselves 
and men just being, uh, uh, you know, valuing um, mental health, not just their physical health, but mental health. Um, I'm a man who values both my mental and physical well-being. Um, and once again, it's just this men being men segment is for those who either need to get inspired, uh, whether you're a man or not, whether you are somebody who, who wants to see, I guess, or wants to hear good examples of men out there who are actually not being the fucked up he-men, uh, you know, that society wants us to be that a lot of people actually hate, um, you know, um, just, just, um, I know I'm fucking up on this, but no, (laughs) congrats, uh, big shout outs to Gronk and, uh, Andrew Luck and any other player who is wise enough, brave enough, male or female, um, but specifically to the men who say, yo, this is, this is, this was weighing me down. And they're brave enough to say, this is, this is weighing me down. And this was taking a toll on me emotionally. And because of that, I had to step away. Um, you know, you're going to get people who don't understand like what, what they did with Andrew Luck. It was a, you know, a few people who were vocal about their, how they feel as though Andrew Luck made a bad decision. Um, they called him soft. They said he this is the most millennial thing ever for someone to quit their job because they uh, mentally can't handle it or whatever, something like that. This is from the generation of men, people in general, but men that didn't give a fuck about mental well-being and then their life ended up being shit and not once did they think about how important your mental state is well they probably did think about it but they were too afraid to come out and say this is something important to them I understand there are reasons why men of all generations do what they do, did what they did. But we're living in this generation now where people are more self-aware and mental, uh, our mental health is, is being more brought to the forefront and it's, it's being, uh, publicized but it's it's deemed as something that is important to a lot of us so why you you might as well at least try to understand it now i know a lot of old folks they stuck in their ways so they're not gonna understand it but to those of us who are still young or at least still Old enough to know what's up and young enough to to be uh, open to change, I should say. I think we should look at men like Rob Gronkowski and Andrew Luck and any other athlete who says that, you know, they, they 
you know, the, who preached the importance in, a, in their own way. They were preaching the, the importance of mental health, your mental well-being. Um, you know, you ain't got to listen to them. You could have your ideas of athletes of being dumb jocks and this, that, and the third. But there are other, uh, there are other men, such as myself, who preach that importance as well. I don't consider myself a pro-pro athlete. Do I play sports whenever I can? Sure. Uh, but I'm not, you know, a pro athlete of anything. I've never played. Uh, I've played the only teams I've played on uh, sports-wise. And these were kind of still individual sports in a way, but they were I was still part of a team. I mean, I did play on a baseball team. Tried out for a basketball team, didn't make it. Uh, played for a tennis team, but played singles uh, sometimes. Played for, uh, I mean, not played, but ran track and stuff like that. So obviously my school's team, but again, this is an individual-ish sport. Uh so I understand the aspect of, of, you know, physical sports, sports being physical and um, mentally draining. Um, but I say all that just to say I'm not your typical athlete. And even I understand the importance of mental health. So if you don't want to take it from athletes, take it from me. If you don't want to take it from me, I'm pretty sure there are plenty of other men out there who probably don't even play sports and never played sports who will still tell you the importance of your mental well-being. So shout out to uh, Rob Gronkowski, Andrew Luck once again. Uh, if this ever makes you all's airwaves in some way, somehow, y'all, y'all's radar, I want to give y'all my biggest love and biggest support. Um, and whatever uh, future endeavors you want, I know Rob has a lot to do with. He's getting into the medical marijuana, um, I believe, uh, uh, a business. Great idea. Not sure what Andrew Luck is doing, but I heard I hear he's all right. Anyways, I doesn't he have like a degree in Harvard or something like that? Either or, he went to a, a great school, got a degree. Um, he has money. Both these dudes have money. Um, so whatever future endeavors that they are trying to get into, as long as it's positive and it's conductive, they have my full support. That's for these two guys, and that's for any other man that I shout out during these uh, men being men segments but that's that Um, if you have examples they don't have to even be famous examples by the way they just have to fit the criteria of not being a little dick alpha male he man okay but if you have examples of a man and you want to suggest that um, feel free to either you introduce that man and I will have that being played I'll have that your audio be played during this segment or you could tell me about that man and I will detail information about said uh, that man that you put out famous or not once again shit if it's yourself and you just want someone to talk praise you 
I do so on this podcast as long as you're the opposite of what um, a toxic, you know, if you're the opposite of toxic uh, masculinity, you got it, bro. Um, So that's that's what I got to say about that. Um, until, well not, the show's not even over yet, I still got some things to say, uh, so we on to the next segment. Alright, so, yeah, as I've stated in past episodes, past recent episodes, this Jay-Z NFL thing, I feel as though was going to be like <laughs> the Jussie Smollett or R. Kelly type thing where it's going to be a recurring topic of mine that I'm going to talk about. Uh, well, more so the Jussie Smollett thing. The R. Kelly thing was more so like two episodes and I didn't really feel as though I said anything different uh, than within that. But, you know, I think it's going to be a recurring topic over and over again. Um and I was right, you know, more news came out about Jay-Z, uh, and his dealings and all this other stuff, so I have no audio clips from Dame, I have no audio clips this week from anybody doing they talking, um, this is just gonna be me, my audio that you're hearing in this segment, and I'm gonna share my thoughts about the news that I heard, um, so far granted let it be known people that i'm recording this saturday the 7th of september meaning that if news comes out sunday well let me make it more be more specific it is now 12 57 p.m saturday the 7th 2019 of september okay um which means if news more news comes out let's just say two o'clock Let's just say in two minutes now, since it's 12.58 at one o'clock. Let's just say tomorrow. Let's just say Monday when you're hearing this episode. The point of what I'm making here is what I'm saying here in this segment is being said based off of the news that I have so far. Not the news that came out Sunday because I don't go back unless I think it's something real important I don't typically go back and uh, before I upload the episode and, and re-record and I feel a sneeze coming up <laughs> sorry hey I told y'all I warned y'all I, had, I felt the sneeze coming on y'all heard my voice do the little high side of sneeze nah but for real um and God bless me. Um, and yes, I have hand sanitizer on deck as always. Um, so shut up. But and it is scented too. It is not. It doesn't smell like your typical hand sanitizer. It smells like I forgot what it is, but it smells good. I because I, I like scented hand sanitizer, not that alcohol shit. Anyways, back and back again. All right, so. Whatever I say here in this segment is based off of information that I saw that I feel as though I need to talk about information that I got prior to Saturday, September 7th. Okay. 
which means whatever information that comes out September 8th, September 9th, 10th, or 11th, 12th, whatever, after the 7th, will not be brought up in this episode. Now, will it be brought up in a future episode? Possibly if I have something to say about it, right? If I feel as though the information is something to talk about. So I'm going to say that because I know there are going to be morons out there who who are going to say, no, but you got this messed up, or you forgot to mention this. I didn't forget to mention anything. I told you the information that I'm talking about is based off of the information I got prior to September 7th, which means whatever information came out after September 7th or after the time I already already, uh, finished this segment is null and void, motherfucker. All right? Anyways... So, the announcement starts here, right? Or part of what I'm going to talk about starts here. It is announced that uh, a part of this initiative, there will be various concerts people can attend. And with these, these, uh, with the money that they attend with these concerts, they're go- the money is going to go toward this program uh, and the NFL obviously, and Jay-Z's pockets, right? Um, you know, their, their first concert, they're going to have uh, Meek Mill, Rhapsody, and I believe it's Megan Trainer. Is it the All About That Bass Girl? Now, I don't know if she's all about bass. I don't know. I know the uh, why they put Meek Mill and Rhapsody. Maybe Megan is there to 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 make the white folks feel comfortable. I don't know. Um, I don't know if she's all about that faux black life, and that's what all about that base was about being faux black. Um, I don't know, uh, and that's no disrespect to Megan Trainer. I'm not a fan of her music, but I do think she's good looking. I did. I do like that all about the base song. Really, I don't really like the song. I like the video though. But you know, shout out to Megan Trainer. Um, and if I'm getting it wrong, wrong white girl, well, sorry. Um, but, uh, that was that. Now, my thoughts on it. Do I have something to say about it? Yes, I do. Um, I might as well probably get it, get it out in this segment. This episode might be a long one, but y'all didn't get one last week. So maybe some of y'all can enjoy it. Let me take a sip real quick though. Alright, so what do I think about this concert? And is this the type of information that's going to make me change my mind about Jay-Z and this whole deal? No. Especially after hearing about this whole charity, this that they did uh the program is donating to uh this Chicago charity, right? Absolutely not. I'm also going to share my thoughts about that, obviously. Um, But after, right? I don't think the concert is going to... uh, Am I a fan of Rhapsody? Am I a fan of McMill? Do I like Megan Trainor? I like all three of them, okay? Uh, Now, you just heard me say I'm not really a big fan of Megan Trainor's music. That doesn't mean I don't like her, per se. I think she's cool peoples. Uh... 
and like I said, all about the bass song and the video was was all right, was cool. Um, you know, uh, you you I I can't hate on a woman. Now, granted, I don't think Mega Trainers as thick as she claims to be, but I you get no problems from me if you a thick chick talking about how proud and thick you are. Hey, you get no problems from me. He he he. But um. I like Meek Mill. I like uh, Rhapsody, right? Those are the main two acts that I like. Getting two artists that I like is not going to make me look at this and be like, wow, Jay is so... In fact, it's going to make me look at them. Those two artists, yeah. And Megan Trainer, And say, if you all are so pro-cap, how can you do this and uh, do this meaning sign on to this bullshit because it's still bullshit again what I stated last week and the week before that I believe uh, well not last week but two weeks ago and then the week before that week was that if Jay Z is literally just trying to make a deal with the NFL so he can make money with them that's cool my problem here is the lie, once again. And it seems like Jay-Z, and it's looking like he's dying with this lie. He's doing anything in his power to make it seem as though he actually gives a fuck. So to answer the question of those who are going to ask, has this changed your mind about Jay-Z? I already answered that question, but no. It still looks like he's still faking a funk. It still looks like... He is just throwing... With these halftime shows. He's just trying to get black folks... Once again to tune into the NFL. The NFL is trying to capitalize... Off of black people... Supporting Kaepernick. So they're trying to co-opt the movement. By fooling black folks... Who are in support of Kaepernick. Getting black artists in particular... Who have been vocal about supporting Kaepernick... To perform at this at Super Bowl halftime shows. So people could look at them and say, well, you know, if Dreamville, Mr. Dream, well, not Dreamville, but, uh, you know, Dreams and Nightmares, uh, Meek Mill says, it's all good. Let's watch the NFL again. If Rhapsody says, it's all good. Let's watch the NFL again. Then it's going to fool those fake individuals. Not the strong ones like me. It's going to fool those fake individuals who are just following a trend in the first place. Right? The faux blacks. Not the pro blacks, but the faux blacks. It's going to make them tune into the NFL once again. Yes, I do have something to say about Rhapsody and Meek Mill and Megan Trainer for signing on to do this because they think that you know I don't know what's going on in their mind I feel as though a lot of it has to do with this idol worship of Jay Zito I can tell you that I can tell you that I think that when these especially rappers are approached by Jay Z and Jay-Z asked them to do something. 
even if that something is personally against their morals, they will do so because of the presence Jay-Z has and because of the reputation Jay-Z has in the hip-hop world. And I think Jay-Z knows that and he uses that to his advantage. Now, this could turn into a long, drawn-out conversation about each individual in their 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 uh, hand in the manipulation of what the NFL wants wants to go down, really. Um, but I mean, if it ends up being that, it ends up being that. But at the same time, I do have more things to say other than to say shame on you, Rap City, and shame on you. Meek Mill, shame on you, Megan Trainer. Because at the end of the day, I look at it like this. You can be a music artist that I really like enjoying if I listen to you casually, somewhat casually, like Megan Trainer and Meek Mill, or I listen to you heavily like I do Rhapsody. Um The thing is just because I like your music doesn't mean I'm going to follow everything that you do or agree with every decision that you make. I'm going to question why or wonder why I should say you made whatever decision you made, but it's not going to be to the point where I feel as though, um, You know, I I don't know. It really depends. It really depends on whether I want to continue fucking with those artists or not. Now, if they continue to, uh, you know, try to uh, uh, lie to people like Jay, then it's going to be like, okay, okay, I see what you're doing. I must stop fucking with you because this is not something that I support. And if listening to your music is in me some way supporting this type of behavior, then I'm not going to listen to your music. For those who know my stance on Kanye, you know that's nothing new. And even before Kanye, I was doing that with artists that I felt was going in the path or gone into a path that I typically did not fuck with. It was, I got to stop fucking with your music because... Meaning that I wasn't gonna listen to your old your your new shit. Now, in any old shit I got on my MP3, it's all there. I wasn't gonna delete it as as long as I'm still satisfied with hearing the song on my MP3. But as far as your new shit, nah. Because I felt like me supporting that was in the way supporting that artist and their fuckery, the fuckery that I don't support. So, I'm not there with Meek Mill. I'm not there with with, with Rhapsody. I think I am there with Jay-Z, to be real with y'all. Because, I mean, I'm not surprised. I would say, again, what angers me more about this situation, and I'm going to keep it a buck, it does anger me, is the lie. Is the is how he's using this movement for his own personal gain for his own uh yeah it's that 
that's what really upsets me. It's not the simple fact that this man, if he really just wanted to make money with the NFL, sure, would I have been like, yeah, uh, how you gonna make money with, you know, the same people who blackball cap and you are so pro cap, right? Or you claim to be, um, but whatever, get your money. That's what I would have said. Other people would have taken it far for sure. Uh, but I don't go back. I don't move based on what other people are doing. I move based off of me. Right. And as I stated at the beginning of this episode, I'm not trying to convince anybody listening to this right now to move the way that I move, think the way that I think. I'm just giving my 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 standpoint out there. Now, whether I say something and it makes you feel a way about it, whether it makes you think more about the situation like I do, or it makes you at least think differently, I mean, I can't take, I still won't take responsibility for your mindset change at all because all I did was present information or put stuff out there you are able and very capable of finding opposing thoughts of mine and then listening to those thoughts and then making up your own mindsets so with all that being said uh, in regards to this concert no, I'm not going to spend any of my hard-earned dollars list- watching them paying thousands of dollars. Because you know these things are going to be high as fuck. They're Super Bowl uh, halftime show uh, concerts. Uh, so you know they're going to be high as fuck. But I'm not going to be watching, no matter if the Super Bowl is here in New England or wherever, right? Uh, I'm not going to pay that much to see Meek Mill Rhapsody or... Mangate trainers somewhat thick, but not really thick ass, okay? Um, now, granted, if either of them come to town and their concert tickets is way cheaper than the thousands of dollars, then maybe I'll check all the three of them out, right? But as of this concert thing, no, I'm not going to pay. That's not the real issue here. The real issue is, once again, you have... These celebs who are being used as pawns. Megan is basically the pawn for the white folks. Megan is not going to be the one to convince the faux blacks to pay attention to the NFL again. It's going to be Rat City and Meek Mill. Alright? Meek Mill's going to get the faux black street niggas to pay attention to the NFL. Rap City's going to get the you know the the hip hop heads. You know the the uh, the the hip hop junkies or the real hip hop heads who are the faux blacks to pay attention to the NFL. Megan Trainor is going to get the white folks who don't know who Meek Mill and Rhapsody are and are saying why is the NFL catering to black folks? And she's going to be the weird and say, "No, y'all, they like us too, y'all." She's going to use y'all on y'all. So that's what she's there for. I'm speaking all optics. That's what it all looks like. I don't know for sure, but I have a feeling a lot of my optics is right. Or observations are right. Anyways, that's that. Now let's get on to this the nitty-gritty. This this charity, right? So 
they've decided to as a way of them showing hey we actually do give a fuck about black lives right so we're going to say a charity name and Jay-Z and the NFL are taking there's a lot of stupid people out there but not everybody is as stupid and as blind as they think they are right people do their research people well Jay-Z and Roger Goodell and the NFL in general I'm gonna need y'all to understand people do research don't think because y'all are so fucking rich that y'all think that poor motherfuckers are just stupid. Everybody below you is the, all the poor is stupid. No, not all of us poor cats are stupid. Some of us are poor because of the conditions and shit and you know how it is. Or Jay should know how it is. But poor people aren't stupid people. I'm gonna put it that way. So, when you put out these little statements like, see, we're doing good for the black community. We're going to donate to this charity right here in Chicago. $400,000 to this charity. People are going to look into that charity. People are going to find out what that charity is about. Because it is not enough to say we are going to donate $400,000 to this charity that helps black men and the black youth in Chicago. It's enough for a faux black to hear that and say, well, I'm on board now. But it's not enough for everyone else. Everyone who actually cares about black lives. Everyone who actually cares about the black lives in Chicago. See, people did dig into this charity. Some people obviously dramatized some things. Um, I'm aware of that. But I looked into the charity myself. I looked into the information that was presented by both the charity and by those who look, who, who did some digging themselves, themselves. Now, this is a charity ran by some white witch looking bitch. Not apologizing for that. Um, but she looks creepy as fuck. I, but let's not get into her creeps. I mean, her creeps, but her looks. Let's not get into her creeps. Let's not get into her looks. But she looks like someone off of Get Out. She looks like someone who be on Get Out, who be using a teacup to control a black person to whatever, right? Anyways, let's get into the nitty gritty though, the real shit. This is an organization. And I have zero problems with white folks who run these organizations or are heads of organizations that are for black folks or tend to help out black people. My problem is the white savior complex and the covert, very, 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 very noticeable, but covert racism. 
that these white folks have. This is a woman who is seen in multiple pictures. You can say, well, it's just two. Two is multiple. Shut up. She's seen in multiple pictures of her cutting uh, cutting the hair of two black boys or two black young black men who had locks in their hair, right? Now, according to her, she put out a statement saying that these two men approached her and just her team and said that they wanted to get a haircut. They wanted to cut their hair. One of the dudes came out. He talked about some, man, I'd make this decision myself. I just got tired of gangbanging. I got tired of all the... Brother, I'm glad you got tired of living, you know, gangbang. I got, I'm glad you got tired of uh, living the life that you were once living. But what the fuck does your hair have to do with a lot, any of that? To equate having locks to gangbanging is to say that I'm a gangbanger. And everybody else who has locks is a gangbanger. Ava DuVernay. It's not a gangbanger. Whoopi Goldberg, my celebrity mom, is not a gangbanger. Malcolm Jamal Warner, you know, he's the actor who played Theo on um, the Cosby show. I believe he cut his locks, but he was not a gangbanger on the show, nor is he a gangbanger now. Sure, are there gang members with locks in their hair? Sure. But there are bald gang members. There are gang members with waves. There are gang members with short haircuts. There are gang members with any type of hairstyle you could think of. Shit. There are gang members with rainbow hairstyle, apparently. I understand the sentiment of you wanting a change. So you change your look. Because that's what I did when I grew my hair. I always, for the most part of my life, I rocked afros, short afros or short haircuts, right? I've always wanted longer hair. I grew up with parents that was, and I love my parents, but they are from the old school. So they thought men should have a specific look. Uh, so men should not have longer hair or hair that is long in general. Uh, so they kept the haircuts short and, 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 uh, yeah. And the longest I've had, it was like a mini Afro before they cut it because they didn't want it to get any bigger. Right. But I grew up that way and I've always wanted longer hair and my hair cannot be straightened for the life of me. Therefore, I decided, let me get locks. That's where my hair can grow, can be as kinky and nappy as it is, but it can still grow long. So that's why I got my locks. As far as... Yeah, that's it. So I understand. I say all that just to say, I understand with this idea of wanting change and, and not only changing your your life uh, and your circumstances, but physical change. How can uh, changing your physical appearance can be a part of that? You know, I understand that aspect. 
But it seems as though the message, the optics, once again, that is being put out is our natural hair, black natural hair is not beautiful. It is not acceptable. It is it is a sign of violence. It is it has any negative connotation attached. It has every negative connotation attached to it. And if this get out looking witch bitch was really about black lives, I'm not saying she would have told those two dudes, nah, you can't cut your hair because if like what homeboy was saying, hey, I this is something I wanted to do. Then let it be a decision of his own. Let's not scold a young man for making a decision and saying, I want my hair to be cut. That's what he wanted to do. That's what he wanted to do. He, he, he had the decision to grow his hair. He has a decision to cut his hair. And if he wants it at any point to grow it again, he has that decision to do so. Right. But if which lady really was really actually cared for black lives, right? Or at least had a love for black lives. She would have at least educated these men on why they should not take on this European way of thinking about natural hair. Why they should not just equate their hair with negativity because like I said you could be the sharp you could have the sharpest of buzz cuts of all I've seen game bangers with all types of hairstyles man you know before his rainbow head became a gang banger right I thought I saw all the hairstyles of a gang banger till I saw his <laughs> So literally, gangbangers now can rock any type of hairstyle. I've seen gangbangers with dyed hair, purple hair, green hair, blonde hair. Not natural. I've seen naturally blonde gangbangers with naturally blonde hair, but I've also seen dyed blonde-headed gangbangers with all hairstyles too, not just locks. Even gangbangers have individual uh, style preferences, people. They may rock a certain color because that's the color of their gang rocks, but they have their own individual styles, people. They're people at the end of the day. Just like you and I, we have our own individual uh, personal style. Which lady got her own personal style? She she, She decides she wants to dress the way she dressed have the face that she got the face of uh I don't think she may had much of a choice about the face but you know let me let me start with the jokes if she really was trying to educate these men these young boys about their circumstances their life a part of that is to preach black pride a part of that I'm not saying force people force black folks into uh you know braiding their hair or getting locks or things like that getting twists or you know any other African you know style West Indian type styles right all I'm saying is 
she would have embraced those men and said, come as you are. Now, like I said, if they, if, if, if what is being stated by this dude, I don't think the other dude came out. The other dude who got his hair cut came out, uh, and said anything, but if what is being said is true, that is their decision, I think. And if you got a problem with their decision, you ain't, you may, you may not like their decision, but you, that's not your hair on his head. You have your own hair to attend to. So, so worry about that. Worry about your hair growing or not growing. Okay. Uh, but the big issue, that's one of the issues. Another issue with this whole charity thing is, um, apparently they are police brutality apologists, meaning that they don't tell these young men that they should, you know, learn the law. They should learn what a police officer can and cannot do so they're not constantly violated. They tell these men to basically get down on their knees and offer to suck the officer's dick whenever the cop stops them for no reason. Jay-Z made the comment talking about some a lot of uh, black men because they don't live you know like himself and others didn't grow up with their father in the household that because of that there is this animosity for authority Number one, to say that, or animosity for male authority, I believe. But if his idea is, is this animosity or this hate for authority, as if black mothers don't have authority, it's kind of sexist, bro. You're kind of saying that women or mothers in general have no power. Or their roles aren't supposed to be the authoritative. And let me tell you something. Ha <laughs> ha! You got it fucked up. My mom was the authoritative. She was the end-all, be-all. Y'all motherfuckers think my word is the end-all, be-all? No. I am the total opposite of my mom. My mom was the fucking lover. Rest in peace to her. But her her word was the end-all, be-all. Don't get it twisted. I am the way that I am now is because I look at examples of how she was. And I said, these are examples... I look at good and bad examples. Don't get me fucked up. But some of the ways that she had was fucked up. Like her being the end all be all. And whatever she said go. No, no. She needed a reason as to why she did something or said something. It was it. And when I found myself being that type of person. Because I was that type of person. When I was younger. When I found myself being that type of person. 
I realized that's not a trait that I wanted. We're not here to talk about me. We're here to talk about this whole idea, Jay-Z, talking about men who didn't grow up with fathers, even though I grew up with a father, and I still back talk to police. That the reason why there's that back talk is those men, they have, he basically blamed police brutality on the black men who get stopped. It said that there needs to be an understanding of authority. Who's the boss? Who's Massa? Who's in charge? He's telling black men that. He's not telling them understand the law so you can use the law against the people who are supposed to abide by the law and enforce the law and say, hey, you your claim you have no probable probable cause to stop me. You have no reason to stop me. You're illegally searching me. You're you've done you've already broke X law number five, four, whatever, right? You've already broken X amount of laws. So I and and because you've done that, I am able to enact these type of things like take down your badge number, contact these people, this, that, and the third. This is the type of things that need that this program and any other program that call themselves being the white saviors of the black youth need to do not tell them to look as white as possible by cutting your hair not tell them to seem as less threatening as possible by not questioning these authority uh, not questioning authority when they are wrong or when you simply just have a question. Jay-Z riding the fence playing the game. Before he got in bed with the NFL, he was with the Pro Blacks. Now he's in bed with the NFL. Now he's telling black people. He he's what he's being one of those people on Twitter that says, Well, if you wasn't doing anything wrong, why are you running? from the cops why are you resisting arrest if you're not doing anything wrong why are you mouthing off if you're not doing anything wrong <sighs> yeah so uh, I, I might be the first to say this and that's fine with me the first to vocalize it on the podcast I know a lot of people are going to still in their ass kissing face. But fuck Jay-Z. I'm not giving them some three strike rule. This isn't baseball. We're not talking about Sean Carter at bat. And he's he has three he has three chances to hit a home run or at least hit something. So he could get on first, second, or third base. Or take it all the way home. Um, no. This is not a game of baseball. This is life. 
And the moment, and this isn't just for Jay-Z, this is for everybody, famous or not people. Y'all need to listen to this. The moment people show you who they really are, believe them. I know you've heard that quote before. I know you've seen it posted on people's Facebook pages before. I know you've seen people tweeted about it before. I know you've seen people Instagram quote it before. I know you've seen it all over social media before. Probably seen it on a t-shirt before. It's fact though. The moment people show you who they are, believe them. Jay-Z, numerous his time, has not only showed us who he is, but told us who he is. So I'm at the moment now where it's, fuck Jay-Z. Just like how I was at the moment when I said, fuck Kanye. I'm not going to get in the debate about who's worse, because to me, that's like arguing what is worse uh, diabetes or cancer? Motherfucker, I don't want either. So, that's how I am with Jay right now. I know what he's doing. I know his game. I see through the bullshit. Once again, this situation has not convinced me otherwise. Now, granted, you know me and if you don't know me you should know I'm always one to try to look for the good in people and the good in situations right if given the right amount if given actual reason to do so real reason to do so if more news once again comes out and it shows That Jay-Z is actually trying to make things better. He's using his influence to make things better. Yeah, they donated to this suspect-ass charity. But next time they're going to choose a better charity. Maybe they didn't do their research. If it's looking like they're trying to do better. By all means, I will be the one first to say, if I see it, see that, I'm going to praise it. And then I see it enough to the point where I'm like, yeah, you know what? I apologize for saying fuck Jay-Z. I am going to be more than happy to do so. But this nigga is lying and hustling us. Us meaning you, not me. But I'm going to throw me in there anyway. He's lying and hustling to us yet again. And I don't like being lied to. And I damn sure don't like being hustled. Y'all can feel however you want to feel once again. Think however you think once again. That's just my thoughts. I would love to hear your thoughts. I have one more segment, uh, so that means you can call into the episode or just hit me up on Twitter, okay? At you love Ernest. <laughs> All right. Um, but we have one more segment. It's going to be a quick one. I think it's going to be a quick one. But yeah, stay tuned. 
Alright, so the last segment I wanted to talk about was, was just Kevin Hart. It's just me just shooting the shit, really. Um, before I get into all that, I do want to send best wishes and prayers to Kevin Hart and his recovery. Um, he got into a nasty car accident with a couple of his friends. Um, apparently, the driver, a friend of his was driving. And the only people who got injured was uh, the friend who drove and Kev. Um, you know, uh, but still, I, I, I want Kev and any, anybody else who was injured, either major or minor injuries, uh, to recover from that. Um, hopefully that this doesn't put a damper in Kev's career. Um and, and just, just, yeah, just all that stuff. Um, and obviously, if there's some news to be said about it, about, you know, what I have to say, um, I will do so in the future. Um, what I, but what I want to talk about here is just how people are reacting to Kevin Hart from what I see on social media. Now, I get it. Social media is a representation of a lot of the scum of society but it is not a majority of people. I want to get that straight. Um, that's number one. Number two, um, I still think that this is something that I need to talk, that should be talked about, uh, simply because I think we're getting away from this type of this. Um, if we let these scumbags continue to get away with having this type of mentality and this type of behavior, it can blow up to be how society is shaped as a whole. What I'm saying here is the people who are attacking this man, Kevin Hart, uh, basically have no feelings toward, no, no type of sensitivity, I should say. All right, You ain't got to feel bad for him. Because you ain't got to be a fan or anything, but at least be mindful of this situation, the unfortunate situation he finds himself in. Um, you know, be mindful of that and, and, and whatever negative feelings you have because of old tweets he stated um, that he has apologized for, even though he said he wasn't going to ap keep apologizing for, but that he apologized for. Um, you know, when you do all that, um, uh, I don't know, just be mindful, yo. Um, I do know what I want to say, but it, it's just, it baffles me that God forbid, let's just say Kevin Hart dies tomorrow. Y'all going to be tripping about. And I want y'all to think. This is that last segment. It's more so me trying to get y'all to think. Not think the way I do, but just think. Alright? Listen to what I'm saying and think. Y'all who are hating on this dude because of an old tweet that, yes, I have been very vocal in saying that it is, um, uh, that, that, that the tweet was problematic. I didn't find it funny. I wasn't offended by it, but I surely wasn't didn't find it funny at all. 
and it was distasteful. I can admit that today. I can admit that years ago. I didn't even see the tweet years ago, honestly, when it was first tweeted because I never really followed Kevin Hart on social media. Um, but, you know, it was exposed and he owned up to it. So that's why I'm saying, obviously, the tweet is real. Um, but he apologized for it. Okay. Y'all still going to keep bringing that shit up. And if he dies today, y'all really going to remember that man as for that one tweet? Now, people, we should be mindful of our con of our of our actions on social media, especially. Um, but should we be remembered for those actions? A lot of y'all, a lot of the same people who are mad at Kevin Hart. Are the same people. Who. Have said some fucked up shit. Done some fucked up shit. And I know for a fact. And I don't know these people personally. But I have a strong feeling. I know for a fact. That if something were to happen to them. God forbid. Something were to happen to them. Today. Tomorrow. Next week. Next month. Next year. They do not want to be remembered for that bad thing. They don't want the first thoughts of people to come out. The first words to come out of people's mouths was. Remember when so and so said this thing. So why should we feel bad that, you know, God forbid, they just was diagnosed with cancer? Because I remember when they tweeted out this. I remember when they did this. And even if you have apologized, that's the crazy thing is a lot of the people who do this mightier than thou, well, they probably haven't apologized for their wrongdoings because they don't know accountability. But even if you have apologized for something, you of all people should know that the way you're treating Kevin Hart, again, you don't have to like the man. You could have saw that tweet and said, I'm disgusted with Kev. Fuck Kevin Hart. I ain't fucking with him. That is perfectly fine for you to say. That is a perfectly fine emotion, reaction, uh, type of response for you to have. But this is another human being. You don't have to think he's the funniest dude in the world. You may think he is the funniest dude in the world. You may think his movies suck. You may think his movies are great. You could be somewhere in between of all of that. Your reaction should not be. Some ugly ass shit. Like, well, this man is fighting for his life. But I'm going to bring up an old disgusting tweet of his that I did not like. A tweet that he's apologized for multiple times. He's even apologized for not saying he's going to not apologize for the tweet and then apologize for the tweet after saying that he wasn't going to apologize for the tweet 
after the apology for not saying that for saying he wasn't going to apologize. He's made it clear that he wants to move on from the tweet. He wants to move on from that moment. By the way, the tweet was only brought up because it was announced that he would be hosting the Academy Awards. And this was when people was on their whole Oscar so white tip and they were boycotting the Oscars. So it was a faux black who most likely dug up the old tweet to get the Oscars to not fuck with Kevin Hart, which their plan worked out. And now everybody is on this we hate Kevin Hart tip. Once again, you can feel however you want to feel about the man. But the man got into a real ugly car accident. He's in a serious condition that he's going through a serious situation that if you have nothing positive to say about it, Follow the old black grandma rule. Don't say nothing. If you ain't got nothing nice to say, don't say nothing. Keep all your ill feelings toward and about Kevin Hart to yourself. And I'm not saying that simply just because he's in the condition that he's in right now. I'm going to say, because I think he will, you know, come out alive, but... They're saying that it's, you know, he is in pain. You know, it's not looking. Recovery is going to look like something that's not going to come easy is what I'm saying. So. This is somebody going through something right now. And we don't need to hear your two cents about how you dislike his homophobic tweets. That's cool. There's a bunch of motherfuckers making homophobic tweets right now till this day, though, that you have no idea about because they're not famous. So if your whole crusade is against homophobic tweets and homophobia in general, which is a great crusade to be against. But at the same time, if you're against all that, you're going to need to look at everybody who's doing it, not just somebody who did it in the past and then apologized and then apologized and then apologized and then apologized and then then said he wasn't going to apologize and then apologized for saying he wasn't going to apologize and then apologized for the tweet again. You know, it makes more sense to be proactive about these things and and look at the present. You can do what I saw a number of people say they were going to do. Stop paying attention to Kev Hart in in, in general. Once again, this is not me trying to convince you to be a fan. This is not me trying to convince you to feel bad for Kev. But if you cannot find yourself at least being compassionate for what he's going through, don't say nothing. I know not everybody is blessed to have a black grandmother in their life. But the black grandma rule or black grandma rules in general stand to be some of the most moralistic 
underrated rules of society that we need to listen to. But we don't because they're rules made by black women and who listens to black women, right? Anyways, that's all I had to say about that situation. Once again, I am sending my best prayers and wishes to Kevin Hart. Um, hope he recovers. Hope everyone else who is injured in this situation recovers, fully recovers. Um, yeah, and, and that's that. And 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 if, like I said, if more news comes out, um, then. I am definitely going to talk about it if I feel as though it's news that I want to talk about. But this has been another episode of the Let's Talk About It podcast with your host, Ernest. You love Ernest, same guy, different name. Back officially. Uh, Timestamps in description box below, as usual. Listen to however much you want to listen to. I appreciate it if you listen to the whole episode, but you listen to whatever segments you want. Um... Please hit that follow button wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hit that follow button if you're not already following. Hit that share button as well, no matter if you're following or not. Um, And that's that. Until next time, until next episode, stay black if you're black. Stay beautiful. Black lives matter. LGBT lives matter. Trans lives matter. Black women matter. And I'm out. Peace.